This is episode two of Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hi everybody, Tom Gazzola with you again. I am your host of Locked On Oilers. You can also catch me on TSN 1260 here in Edmonton. Edmonton sports leader hosting the Oilers pre- and post-game show. You can also see me, for those of you in the U.S., on NHL Network. I provide analysis and insights. Yesterday's show was our very first show, and it was a fun one, and we look to keep that going. Today's show is going to be an excellent one. It's going to get you up to speed on what you need to know in regard to the Oilers. It is the eve, of course, of the brand-new NHL season. Optimism riding high. Electricity and energy riding high. This is a fun time in the hockey world. If you're here in Edmonton, it's getting cold. The leaves are turning. Most of them have fallen. We've seen snow in some areas of town and outside of the city. Yes, indeed, the perfect time for hockey. And guess what? It's time for Oilers Hockey to return Wednesday night. Here's what we've got in store for you for this episode of Locked on Oilers Edmonton Oilers President of Hockey Operations and General Manager Ken Holland spoke to the media this morning while his team was on the ice for practice. Ken Holland had a lot to say in regard to his club on the eve of a new season, his first at the helm of the team, addressed some of the roster moves that the team has made. He talked a lot about prospects and how they want to be handling them properly, not having guys like Evan Bouchard and Tyler Benson and Ryan McLeod, Kyler Yamamoto, right in the lineup off the hop those guys he would rather see play well in the ahl see them succeed become consistent pros at that level get comfortable down there not as much of a limelight situation there for those young prospects for the oilers so a good area to learn to get better to make mistakes and to have the guidance of jay woodcroft dave manson and jf hool to become everyday solid pros and then when the time comes and they get the tap up with the big club they're ready and able to contribute so we're going to hear from ken holland in our second segment bit of a treat for you in segment number three October 1st in Edmonton is a bit of an anniversary. This one kind of flew under the radar, but in the hockey world, uh, October 1st, 1999 was dubbed Wayne Gretzky Day in the city of Edmonton. It was the night that Wayne Gretzky's number 99 went up to the rafters at the Coliseum. Of course, back then it was known as Skyreach Center, went on to be known as Rexall Place, Uh, For a while, it was known as Edmonton Coliseum, and way back in the day, it was Northlands Coliseum. Uh, If you're a fan of the team, you know that the Coliseum now sits empty and likely is destined for demolition. Kind of sad. Spent a lot of time in that barn, worked there, went to a lot of hockey games there, had a chance to play hockey there a lot. Always loved it there, but it was time to move on. So anyway, 20 years ago today, the Oilers retired their iconic number 99. Today, I also had a chance to sit down with Ty and Trevor Gretzky, who I've gotten to know not bad, quite well, I would say, quite well over the last couple of years uh, in my time working for Oilers TV. They, of course, spend some time around the club, travel with the club, when their dad, who is a partner with the team uh, and also one of the alternate governors for the club, represents the team at Board of Governors meetings. It's kind of crazy to say this, but Wayne Gretzky is a part of the Oilers and has been since 2016 when the club moved into its new building. Daryl Cates, of course, making that happen. So uh, I've had the chance to get to know the Gretzky brothers, and uh, we were able to reflect on that day. They were younger then, so was I. I remember I was allowed to skip school and go to that 
ceremony down at City Hall. Didn't get to go to the game. That was a hot ticket, but I was at the ceremony at City Hall, and much like today, it was frigid, but it was a cool one. That was also the time when Wayne Gretzky Drive was unveiled, replacing what was then known as Capilano Drive. If you know it and you know the city, it's the road that goes right past the Coliseum uh, where Gretzky had so many memorable nights. One other big treat for you on the program today. We hear from Dylan Playfair. You might know him as Riley on the hit show Letter Kenny. Dylan Playfair also happens to be the son of Oilers assistant coach Jim Playfair. On the ice today, here's the stuff you want to know as well. The Oilers, on the eve of their season opener, had some different lines going. Dave Tippett shuffling things up. This is the way they skated. Connor McDavid had Joachim Nygaard and James Neal on his wings. Ryan Nugent Hopkins centered Leon Dreisaitl and Zach Cassian, while Gaetan Haas, right shot centerman, had Marcus Granlin and Alex Chason on his flanks. Colby Cave in where Riley Shahan was penciled in. Shahan, of course, it was unveiled yesterday. He is in concussion protocol out seven to ten days. So Colby Cave with Jujar Kera and Josh Archibald. The extra forwards for the Oilers today. Patrick Russell. Here's the surprise. Tomasz Yurcho, who led the Oilers in preseason scoring, skating as an extra. Dave Tippett, of course, after practice, explaining why Yurcho was skating as an extra forward, and that is because Yurcho will not play in the season opener tomorrow against the Vancouver Canucks. He will undergo a small procedure that will keep him out of action. Doesn't sound like he'll be out for very long. So some good news there, some bad news. Bittersweet, actually, uh, if you're an Oiler fan, because Yurcho showed some promise in the preseason, and this will sideline him, at least as we know, for now, out for tomorrow. Nothing changed on defense today. Nurse with Larson, Clefbaum with Ethan Bear, and Chris Russell with Matt Benning. Seventh defenseman remains Brandon Manning. Yes, he cleared waivers, yet he was not reassigned to Bakersfield. The Oilers can keep him with the club. He can practice and all of that. In goal, Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen, of course. Uh, the interesting part about the goalies is that Mike Smith has been taking part in practice in what's deemed, I quote here, the starter's net. And uh, the starter's net, for those of you who might not be familiar with it, is the one where the starting goalie usually practices out of. And in the case of Rogers' place, it is the net that the Oilers defend twice. So that might be an indicator that Mike Smith is your opening night starter against the Canucks tomorrow. Now, I've predicted, not to toot my own horn here, but I've been saying I think Mike Smith will be the starter for this club on opening night. I also think that he will play the majority of the games when we look back on the season uh, in a few months that uh, we'll be able to say, well, Mike Smith was the go-to guy. I think he'll play closer to 50 games, whereas Koskinen will get you know, 30 to 33 or so. Um, and I think it'll have a lot to do with performance. Now, listen, they're being dubbed 1A, 1B, or, or whatever you want to call it, but I think the better of the two goalies when they're both at their peak is Mike Smith. I think he gives you the better chance to win, and I think even though at his age, 37 going on 38, he will be a solid contributor to this club, or at least if you're an Oiler fan, you certainly hope so. So there you have it. You're up to speed on the club. We've got lots of great interviews in store here on Locked on Oilers. 
As mentioned earlier in the show, Ken Holland, president of hockey operations and general manager of the Edmonton Oilers, spoke to the media today on the eve of opening night. Now, my experiences with Ken Holland, I've had him on the radio down at TSN 1260. He is an excellent guest. He's very honest and open and forthcoming. Uh, one of the interesting things about Ken Holland is that in the media lounge, he did this in Detroit for years and years and years at Joe Louis Arena. He did this. This is the first time I experienced it back in my first travels to Detroit. I noticed that Ken Holland had a full table reserved for him. It says reserved for Ken Holland. And he would sit there with a couple of his staff members and then just media members would come and talk to him. And then people that worked in the building would come and talk to him. And basically, you know, it was as much of an open door policy as you could get. But Ken Holland, uh, that's who we're talking about, spoke to the media today. What I've said from day one is that, that our goal is to compete for a playoff spot. Um, we've, got, we've got a nucleus of players. We need to surround them better. Uh, on the short term, on the one-year look, on the 1920 look, our goal is to put some veteran players on the bottom part of the roster and compete for a playoff spot. On the longer look, while that's going on, we need to develop players at the American League level or with players that we own, whether it's you know, Lavoie that's in Halifax or Broberg that's over in Sweden, those people on the longer term look need to be part of the solution. So I'm not talking rebuild. I'm not talking, I'm talking about we got to compete for a playoff spot. Um, and did we, did, we, did we make the right moves? Certainly the, uh, the answer's in the 82 game season. Uh, but as we speak here today, you know, I think what I'm going to tell you, 31 teams in the league feel they're leaving camp um, and have a chance to um, compete for the playoff spot. And if not 31, 26 or 27, and we'd be in the one of the 26 or 27. Now, a lot's got to go right. Certainly, as you as you go along, injuries are going to be a factor, and how many injuries and who's injured and how long they're out and are they are they hurt? All, all those things are going to be going to be factors. They test your they test your depth. But I think as we sit here today. Um, you know, I want to get off to a good start. I want to be in the race. And when the calendar, I've said, when the calendar kind of turns into, into March, somewhere along that line, you got to win big games. And, but you got to position yourself that those big games and those big wins mean something. And we need to uh, play really good over the first 60, 65 games or good, be in the race. And then in the month of March, you got to win big games. And if you want to win a playoff series in April, you got to win big games. And if you want to go to the second round, you got to win big games in, in April and May. So, uh, um, certainly, uh, the goal the goal here is to uh, be in the playoffs, to compete for a playoffs. But it's October the second or something. I'm going to worry about the playoffs in in uh, in in, um, in March. We we got to put ourselves in that position. So it's, it's all talk. I, we got to worry about tomorrow night's game, and then you worry about Saturday's game, and then Tuesday's game. And if we take care of business, we'll put ourselves in that position. Ken, on the, on the eve of this home opener, um, with the changes you've made so far, how do you feel about the identity of this team, the, the, the work ethic that you've seen, um, just you know, the leaders in this room and, and how they've been acting so far? Well, I, th I think we're going to, you know, somebody, I mean, I mean, somebody asked me yesterday about culture, and it's, 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 Culture isn't a, something that I, I pack in the suitcase and I, and, I, and, I, and I put in the trunk of the car and I drive it from Detroit with me or fly on the plane, I fly to Edmonton. You gotta build it, you gotta build it. So what you're talking about is we gotta build it. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta build the team. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta believe in one another. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta build a team that can, uh, it's got some depth, got some different dimensions. 
and that's what we tried to do this summer. You know, we wanted to get some speed, and I think we signed some players. Archibald's got speed, and Nygaard's got speed, and Haas can skate, and Yurko can skate, and then we we've got you know Sheehan's got some size, and and uh, you know uh, Grandland scored in the past in uh, in in, in uh, Vancouver and Calgary. So you brought in different dimensions. Now 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 it's up to um, it's up to us now to in the coaching staff to and the players to to kind of find that identity. Certainly, good teams compete hard every night. Um, so that's an identity that we got to compete hard every night. Yeah, yeah Jim. Nothing, nothing latest. Uh, no, no. I, I talked to a couple teams in the last couple of weeks, but I think most teams, Jim, are focused on 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 the opening day roster, what they had in training camp. And, and Gagne going to the minors, does he not eat up some ice time that your younger players? Or how do you see Sam going there? Well, first off, you're going to have to have vets. You know, when you when you build an American League team, you have to have some veteran players down there. They they are important in being the role models and mentors and, 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 and helping those young kids develop. And I talked to Sam about, you know, Detroit, you know, Dan Cleary went down to Grand Rapids and, and how much he enjoyed that experience. And it's now led into him being a, a player development person for the, uh, for the Detroit Red Wings. So I need him, we need him to go down there with a, a great attitude, work hard, but at the same time, I think there's a real good chance at some point in time, like we're, we, this, what we named today is going to be the, is the roster on opening day. I think you're going to need 15, 16, 17 forwards. You're going to need eight or nine D. You're going to have injuries. You're going to have you're going to have people that don't play, and we're going to have to uh, at the level that we want them to play, and we're going to make changes. So I also told him go down, play well, and we're going to be we're going to be watching. So I think that. Uh, you know that that job that you're talking about is 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 you know Jay Woodcroft is going is you're on the, when you're when you're coaching the American League team fine line between developing and winning but but I think you need it's important to have a winning environment for your young kids to uh, positive environment to, to develop but but they've got to be given opportunity but they've also got to be challenged I'm not big on uh, just because somebody's got potential you hand them the power play or you hand them the ice timer you hand them they gotta, they gotta, they gotta push. They gotta, they gotta take somebody's job. That's what pro hockey is about. It's about competition. Have you and Dave talked about chunks of the season and how long are those chunks going to be before you make a change? How long do you let this group, kind of like a recipe, come together? Well, I think, I think that's my 22 years of experience as a manager and and, and Dave's 1,200 <clears throat> games behind the bench. I, I, there is no blueprint. There is no manual it's it's you, you go on experience you go on that's why I thought it was important to hire somebody that that had been behind a bench um, we'll make decisions based upon the information we'll watch a game tomorrow night and and then uh, there's always adjustments uh, and if you're not making adjustments you're you're on a nice winning streak October 1st, 1999, I remember where I was. I was at City Hall for the unveiling of Wayne Gretzky Drive. Uh, the next two guests were also there. They were much younger, considering it was 20 years ago, Ty and Trevor Gretzky. Do you remember anything from that day, Ty? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, we were, I think I was nine, Trevor was seven. Um, but we remember it like it was yesterday. It's crazy. Um, just probably one of the first times we came back to Edmonton. Um, with my dad because when we were born he was with LA and then New York so it was very special to see like the fan base in Edmonton and 
how united everyone is here and how much everyone cares about the Oilers. It's it's it was pretty special to see and we remember it like it was yesterday. It's crazy. You guys are adults now. You've been back to Edmonton many times. Your dad's obviously involved with the team now. Trevor, what is your take on the fan base and the relationship with the Gretzky family and your dad? Well, it's amazing. Like Ty said, you know, we were born in LA, so uh, we weren't, you know, uh, exposed to like the fan base of Edmonton. So when we came back, at, I was seven years old. It was the first time we ever really saw it, and it kind of blew our minds. And uh, every time we come up here, we just cherish it because we don't we don't get this kind of fan base in LA. You know, these people are diehard for the team, and we love it. So I'll ask you this first: Is it weird seeing your name up in the rafters of buildings around the league? Uh, not really. I don't really think of it as my name. You know, I don't really see it like that. We just see our Gretzky jersey. It's Wayne Gretzky. It's not yeah, us, you know. It's cool. it's cool. We really, uh, we don't think it's weird at all. We just, we appreciate them. It's, it's, really, special, it's yeah. really special. It's fun, to see. it's fun to see, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, I have to get you guys' take on the Oilers this season. I know you follow them, Ty, and oh, yeah. Trevor, I know you follow them as well. Okay, let's, I mean, we're on the eve of the new season. What do you think about this team going into this year? I can't wait. I'm so excited to see what's going to happen. Uh, we came up here, the whole family's up here for uh, opening night, and it's going to be an unbelievable year with a uh, very promising uh, season, I, I, I believe. So, yeah, I'm excited. Trev, your prediction? All the way, Stanley Cup. <laughs> <laughs> That's bold. Okay, I, I can't leave you without asking about the Gretzky Hockey School. Just yes. how how that's going and the momentum you're building with that. Love it, love it, and always, Tom. You, I appreciate your support and coming to coach the kids as well. Uh, basically, just getting all the friends and family of the Gretzky family in the hockey world involved and helping kids and play hockey and learn hockey and get them involved in the sport. We love it. So. It's a lot of fun. Trev, I have to ask you, uh, you were an athlete. Now you've moved on to acting. What's next for you? We've seen you in some movies. Where are you at now? Uh, you're going to May 15th, uh, go watch Saw, the horror movie. I, I don't know. It's pretty Whoa. scary. <laughs> <laughs> Just finished filming that. And, uh, and then uh, look out for Odd Man Rush, the hockey movie coming out with uh, Dylan Playfair. Awesome. Uh, Thanks, guys, yeah. so much for doing this. Thanks, Tom. From the Gretzkys, we go to the Playfair's Dylan Playfair. You know him as Riley on the show Letter Kenny. His dad, of course, Oilers assistant coach Jim Playfair, had a chance to catch up with Riley, who was also at morning skate today watching his dad go to work and keeping an eye on the Edmonton Oilers. Asked him a little bit about his work and his family. What's it like playing a hockey player in Letter Kitty? Does it come naturally to you having a dad that's been involved with the NHL for so long? I'm sure you know you obviously grew up playing hockey as well. Uh, is that a role that just comes naturally to yourself? Yeah, I mean it's it's for sure one of those ones that I have a lot of fun with because I don't really feel like I have to think a lot about it. You know, I I played hockey with a lot of Rileys and Jonesies in my day, and uh, you know being a, a quote unquote dressing room guy made. Uh, Made, made the transition into film, you know, easy. I mean, if, if we're being silly, if we're having fun on the ice and or, or <laughs> on the set, I should say, yeah. um, it, it translates. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very, very fortunate position I'm in to be able to call what I do a job. Uh, how would you describe the way that Riley and Jonesy have evolved from uh, junior hockey players to playing on the senior circuit? God, it's almost like they've devolved. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, it, it's cool because uh, uh, Jared obviously plays hockey and um, me and Andrew both play junior. So his intention was to give the fans more of the on-ice experience, which is what uh, they've been asking for. I mean, he's really good about uh, staying on the 
pulse of what the fans like and what they want. And um, Reddit's a huge resource for us, and, and you know they want to see more hockey. So Jared basically told us, you know, work on your hands in the off season because we're going to be putting pucks in nets this year. So uh, yeah, it's it's been awesome, and I really enjoy playing more hockey and, and being able to showcase some of the skills that we had before the show started. Obviously, you do more than just Letter Kenny, but just the evolution of the show itself. How would you describe the way? It seems like it's snowballed, but as someone as part of the cast, like how would you describe the way it's grown and built this following? Yeah, I mean, snowball is a good way to put it. We we started out not expecting really anything. We went into it just ex you know hoping to have fun with our friends and if we got a season out of it fantastic that'd be really cool and then when people started to identify the same sense of humor that we all had um you know we just kind of kept feeling luckier and luckier and uh, uh to to have the response that we've had i mean the fans are absolutely incredible i think we have the best fans in the world and everyone seems to know somebody from Letterkenny. so um it's an honest show and i mean the 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 depth of material we have just from traveling through through Canada, I mean, I, I don't think the show is going to be uh, running out of jokes anytime soon. Uh, another connection uh, through the Oilers and through your work actually is with Trevor Gretzky. Yeah. What projects did you work on with him and, and what did you get to know about the, the Gretzky? Uh, I mean, the Gretzky family is obviously a dynasty in the terms of, of you know, everyone everyone knows him, everyone respects him. And, and uh, you know, I had heard that Trevor was transitioning into acting the way I transitioned from hockey to acting. He'd done that from, from baseball. So uh, I think when we met each other, we both had mutual respect. But then getting getting the chance to hang out with him and spend time in New York. The, the film was called Odd Man Rush. It's a true story about a guy who played in Harvard and then ends up going to Europe and bouncing around the third leagues. and his trials and tribulations so it's a it's a funny movie it's um it's a different movie it's different from Letterkenny it's uh it's got its own sense of humor but you know getting the chance to work with with um Trevor uh and and those guys out there it was it was really cool we had a lot of fun a lot of fun out there and your dad was in it I hear he was he played the the German referee <laughs> and I can't wait for that movie to come out because oh man <laughs> <laughs> now, now is he a natural actor how did he handle it did he i'm assuming he didn't have any lines did he have anything oh he got a line in german it was hilarious yeah yeah no i'm i'm i'm, ec I'm ecstatic about it and you know the the guys who who wrote the movie um they they obviously knew his history with the referees and the breaking right. of the sticks and the tearing off of the jacket so yeah they uh they, they figured to put him in the in the referee's position would be a, a fit and uh, and it was, and we had a lot of fun. I mean, he got to come out and see how movies made from the inside out, and we had a, you know, twelve-hour night shift, and he was on the ice for the whole time. And he goes, oh, I, I see, it's a real job. It's a real. But we had a lot of fun, man. It was really cool to be able to share that experience with my dad. Hockey's in your blood. Have to ask you about a prediction uh, for the Oilers and what you expect overall from the NHL this season. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to watch to watch Edmonton play for obvious reasons. I mean, they've got in my opinion, the, one of the best players in the world. Um, Mike Smith's a great goaltender. I got to watch him in, in Arizona and Calgary uh, to see my, my dad and Tip together. They got a young squad. They got a fast squad. I think if the defense can, can get themselves sorted, which is something I know my dad prides himself on and, and something that they've they've publicly stated they want to make a, a part of their identity, uh, I'm, I'm really thrilled. And to be perfectly honest, it's a dream that I think our, our whole family's kind of had for a long time. He was drafted by the Oilers in, in 83, so to come full circle and to be able to come with, with Tippett, who's a you know, fantastic coach and someone who I know my dad respects and works really well with, it's a, it's a fantastic opportunity, and I'm, and I'm stoked to be able to, to watch it happen. Dylan, thanks for your time. Well said, and I look forward to seeing you on the big screen. Hey, thanks so much. I appreciate it.
Dylan Playfair, an excellent guest. He is uh, also a tremendous actor, and it's funny to see him play Riley. Him and Jonesy are the two hockey players on Letterkenny. Uh, they're great in that program. Dylan, of course, knows hockey quite well. He played a little bit of junior hockey and, and look forward to seeing him on the big screen alongside one of our other guests, Trevor Gretzky, and always good to catch up with Ty Gretzky. I work uh, the Gretzky Hockey School with Ty in the summers, both here in Edmonton and in Calgary. Uh, a great hockey school if you've got little ones that you want to put into a school before the start of hockey season late in the summer. Uh, the Gretzky Hockey School is fun. It's informative. The kids do show a lot of improvement, and they enjoy a week while uh, the parents get to send their kids off for uh, a good chunk of the day. Monday through Friday. So if you want a break from your kids in the summer, I highly recommend Gretzky Hockey School. So great to have you along for episode two of Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Tomorrow is game one of the 2019-2020 NHL season. Oilers and Canucks will get you set right here on Locked On Oilers. Thanks for joining us, everyone. 